0: Welcome back to Life in the Key of C. I'm your host, Jen Morales, and I'm here with my husband, Mark. Say hello, Mark.
1: Hello. This is your second episode. It is.
0: Uh, We did our first week last week, got it all posted up, got some great feedback. And I just want to tell everyone thank you that stopped in and listened to our podcast, left comments, liked the Facebook page, had a lot of activity.
1: We did. Uh, I went and looked at the analytics and uh, a lot of people had opened up and subscribed and are listening so that's pretty very exciting it is
0: awesome you know to be honest i did not know that there was that many platforms for podcast
1: there's a lot isn't there i
0: that's only knew about cool. apple podcast
1: yeah apple and then there's spotify and then then there's amazon and then so many more pod i don't know just so many you saw everything i had listed. yeah
0: i didn't even know all of the things were even existed so that was kind of neat
1: the things we learn
0: it is we're learning a lot on the way here yep all right. Well, Mark, let's start in with week two.
1: Man, I had a great weekend with Rick Lamb and the No Bad Days Band.
0: Did you have any Wasn't bad it? days?
1: Honestly, there was no bad days. Well, there then was it some fit. hot There were some hot days.
0: <laughs> well, to be fair, it was hot here too, so.
1: But they weren't bad days, so. It's really hot here in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought we weren't going to talk too much about that.
0: I thought that, and then I checked the weather as I was coming out of Walmart yesterday, and it was 100 degrees, and that wasn't even the feels like. Lord, have mercy. So, yeah. Again, <laughs> we're talking about the heat. I but, promise to not do that all the time.
1: <laughs> but uh, back in North Carolina, we were on Emerald Isle for four days, Thursday through Sunday, uh, four four days in a row playing show, shows with the Rick Lamb and the No Bad Days band, uh, Rick Lamb, Bob Banerjee was playing uh, violin and mandolin. And uh, Scott Nickerson was on percussion. I, of course, was playing pans and guitar. We had uh, Mitch on the bass from Missouri. And a new drummer, uh, Denny, was playing. And we had a great little band. We played at uh, some cool places. We played at a seafood restaurant called Snappers. And we played at a couple local places. Then we uh, we played for the Kinston uh ducks it, the local baseball team there in Kistons. wooden ducks i think the is what you ducks. said yes you... the wooden ducks that was pretty cool um me and bob banerjee got to do the the star spangled banner play the star spangled banner together
0: i really wish you would have recorded that
1: i think there it may be on facebook somewhere i think i saw some cameras going so if uh, any of you listeners out there recorded that then please feel free to tag us in it so we could see that uh, I know Bob uh, said that was one of his bucket list items was to play the Star Spangled Banner for a baseball game and it went really well and uh, Rick Lamb got chills. <laughs> but no, we love playing those baseball games. That was a lot of fun. But uh, our our hosts, Cindy and, and Mike New, uh, we stayed at, at their place and Emerald Isle is like the coolest little place in North Carolina. Let me tell you.
0: Did you take any
1: pictures? I did. There are several pictures, and we'll post them up on Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, um, but Emerald Isle, let me tell you, it's a great little, little island community out there. There's very few, if any, corporate entities out there. So all the stores and everything are all mom-and-pop stores. I think the closest they get to corporate out there is CVS and Publix.
0: And Publix is kind of in all of those places, like even down in Key West.
1: Yeah, you see them in, in all those little island type places. But it's great. It's like the the food down there, we ate a lot of seafood while we we're down there on the water. Seems fitting. The sea, so we played Snappers, uh, seafood restaurant. Then we played the number 77. Uh that was an inside gig. It was really air conditioned and, and cool and we we really rocked out that night. I got a chance to pull out the old guitar and play some rock riffs with the band. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. So it was it was it was totally different, you know. And Rick Lamb the, the thing about Rick Lamb, playing with him is, is totally different than anybody else. You could play four nights in a row with Rick Lamb and not hear the same song repeated. Not
0: the same song or not the same way?
1: Not the same song.
0: He does have a lot of music in his repertoire. He
1: has a huge repertoire. And he does everything from the old 70s rock and roll, 70s, 60s rock, 80s, 90s rock, and his trop rock music. Well, so he Rick Lamb... Really puts the rock in drop rock. This is true.
0: But let's talk about that guitar playing for a second. Because I still find it amazing that I have people come up to me all the time shocked that you play guitar. Yeah. And you've been playing guitar for a while as far as in the band. I mean, you've been playing guitar for a long, long time before that. But there's so many people that still don't seem to know that you play guitar.
1: Yeah, I don't get to show off playing guitar too often a lot of it's due to my laziness in bringing guitars to the the gig jerry always wants me to bring the guitar well
0: there is a lot of equipment that you do bring so yeah and
1: i'm like man that's the whole reason i play tenor pan a single tenor because i'm too lazy to take two drums
0: oh so there's (laughs) the truth there it
1: is so i can i can i can do just as good on one drum as two, so why double the workload and
0: <laughs> having a set of uh double seconds rack right behind me, I can mm-hmm. tell you that those are a little bit bigger and heavier, so it's not just a matter of having two items, but absolutely,
1: they are. so you got two items and you got two more stands and you got two more microphones and and two yeah. more cables, and it, it two by two is like Noah's Ark, you
0: know. and on the other hand, you see these other musicians that like bring fourteen guitars to a show.
1: I have seen that before, and that, that baffles me. Why do people bring so much equipment?
0: Now, is that for tuning? Now, could, I mean, I know that some...
1: Okay, if you got master players, you know, it's like, okay, this I'm doing a lot of open string stuff. Then, yeah, they'll bring several guitars. But then you, you got novices who just come to the show and they have their whole collection, you know. But you don't see that quiet as much, though. I'll tell you what you do see, what I have seen, The how you tell the difference between a seasoned gig bassist or guitarist than than a a beginner guitarist playing the gig is that a seasoned guitarist who's who's been gigging their whole life will usually have a really small amp a little combo amp uh, just a couple of guitar pedals for some crunch and some clean and one guitar that's it (laughs) and maybe they
0: also have chosen not to
1: carry around that's that's stuff, the whole yeah. that's the difference and the your newbies will, are wanting to show off with the big sound so they bring the big amp lots of pedals everywhere lots of cables and three or four guitars
0: hey but you're they're having
1: fun they're so. having fun i'm not dissing them or anything <laughs> but i'm just saying that's the difference between a seasoned guitar player uh and and a newbie guitar player and I'm just thinking about this stuff. It's just it's it's hilarious to me because I've seen it so many times. Helly Martinez, remember Helly? I do. And Harry Helly, <clears throat> excuse me. Helly played with uh, Jerry Diaz for quite a while, but before Jerry Diaz, Helly uh, Martinez is a Houston icon. Icon. He, he's an icon in Houston. I mean his his playing is amazing. He was one of the number one calls here in Houston for guitar jazz and. And con- not not really country, but jazz and stuff like that. And we used him for a while. And all he needed was a little combo amp and a guitar and a Very small guitar. Very easy setup. Maybe one pedal, you know. Yeah. So I'm a believer in that. I mean, if you know how, to, if you know your stuff, you know you don't need all the stuff to shine. You can just get up there and play, and boom. And when I when I travel with Rick Lamb, that's pretty much what I have. Is I got a little combo amp. A pedal and Rick is gracious enough to let me use his electric guitar and we roll keep it simple that's right but getting back to North Carolina playing so it is it is one of the coolest places to play it is I mean the 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 beach is just right there the water and everything is within three or four miles away all your shows and it's a it's not a really overpopulated place either so it's it's really cool it's a real cool place to get away to Emerald Isle
0: We'll have to remember that as a bucket list item for I, me.
1: i got to get you over there. You're going to go with me the next time we go. All right, Wait, listeners,
0: Marcus. you have heard Mark is going to take me to Emerald Isle. I
1: am. They, they wanted us to come back in on Labor Day because they're having a big thing out there. Oh, but unfortunately, yeah. Labor Day, we're going to be at the... Uh, the island showcase. Well, that's not unfortunate. No, 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 no. I'm no, not mean it that like that. I'm just saying it's unfortunate we can't be in Emerald Isle. But it's unfortunate we, are. we can't be in two places at one time. There you go. Say that. Jerry's always Jerry. He always tells me he's like, I wish I had three Mark Moraleses.
0: I don't. <laughs> I can only handle one of you. Yeah. Um. That's also our anniversary around then too. Sure is. Yep. As we got married on
1: Labor Day. That's right. Back in the Stone Age. I remember you were late to our wedding.
0: Oh, we're going to go there, are we?
1: <laughs> That's where we're going to go. I think I'm going to take a drink of this here. Drink right y- now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Gatorade, for those of you who are wondering.
1: Powerade.
0: Yeah, I was 10 minutes late <clears throat> to the wedding, although technically I was there. I was <laughs> not in the building yet. I was waiting on my parents. They were the ones that were late.
1: I know. And I always tease her about it incrementally growing every year. Yeah, day. by
0: the time we've been married 50 years, I'm going to be three months late to the wedding <laughs> at the ratio that you are expanding. Yeah. So, no, I was a technically there on time.
1: Oh, man. What else you got on the list?
0: Oh, well, we've got a fun, busy weekend coming up. This weekend actually starts on Thursday.
1: It does. It, like last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. So Thursday, me and Howard McMichael.
0: As part of the Tropicats.
1: The, no, we are the Tropicats that day. Yes. It's the Tropicats duo.
0: At Cooler's Ice House.
1: In Lake Charles. In Lake
0: Charles. Lake Charles. That is, I'm having that showing as a six to nine.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. If, any of you, if anybody out there, if any of you listeners are driving through town Thursday, uh, be sure to stop off Please at stop Cooler's by. Ice House in... Lake Charles say hi pick up a CD and listen to some music Howard McMichael will be on steel drums I'll be uh, singing away and a lot of people still don't know that I sing I get that all the time really yeah
0: because uh, you sing all the time
1: <laughs> that's what I thought but I you know uh, there's I can't tell you it's like how many times that I go to a gig even recent gigs such as even as recent as uh, this weekend. And A one A Beach Bash. People were like, Mark, I didn't know you sang. You should you really should sing more. <laughs> I'm like, well, I do. Yeah, sometimes I you I'll did. laugh it off and I'll say, you know, I'll sing as much as they'll let me, you know. Yeah. But but I do sing a yeah, little. A little bit. And uh, you no, know, I enjoy it. I have fun. But Thursdays at Cooler's Ice House. I think this
0: is my first time to be at Cooler's. Is it your first time to be at Cooler's? No,
1: I've been. Well, I think this is a rebuilt location because I think the last one was blown away and then they rebuilt it uh, in the hurricane. Okay. So.
0: Well, then Friday, you're with uh, Jerry and the Reef at the Natchez River Wheelhouse.
1: Yes. The Natchez River is so much fun.
0: It's, I I got to say, I love that place. Isn't that a
1: cool place right there I, on the river? I do, man. It's like the, the nice breeze. You got the the river with all those huge boats that go by. Those ships are not boats, they're ships. Okay. I guess that boat would be like little or, I don't know. Maybe
0: all ships are boats, but not all boats are ships. Something like that. Or is it the other way? I don't know. How well,
1: does it work? Somebody somebody, let us know what, what the difference us there is. On, correct us
0: and the differences between the ships and the boats.
1: get but what happens when a ship goes by? Ship shots. What do you l- listen for?
0: The big gong. Ding,
1: ding. <laughs> well, you yes. said big gong, and I went ding, ding. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, <laughs> we definitely have different uh, feedback on that.
1: So, so $2 ship shots. When the, when a oh, boat, is it? I think it is. whens is it $2? I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to stay away from the money. But I'm saying when a boat goes by, you can get ship yes, shots. Yes, you can get ship shots. And it's a discounted price or something like that or whatever. No.
0: We'll figure this out Friday.
1: Wednesday. So, again, if you're driving through Beaumont area, come to the Port Natchez River Wheelhouse. Yes, great food. Under the palapa. Yes, o- and outside. some good drinks. And- Bring yeah. an electric fan, a battery-powered fan.
0: Yes, I will. I'll have mine.
1: And uh, they have great food, good drinks, and, uh, and, and it's always a good time there. It really
0: is. And Saturday, you're also with Jerry and the Reef at Doc's Seafood and Steaks in South South Padre Island.
1: I don't think you went to it with us this last time, did you? No, we did not. I did not. Well, let me tell you about Doc's Seafood. It is a really cool place, and it's right there under the overpass. I always (laughs) think of Larry Joe Taylor when uh, we pass over the overpass, because he has a song called Down at Laguna Madre. Down at Laguna Madre, right there over the causeway.
0: (laughs) Okay, we'll have to point that out when we are on and, our way out there
1: and and their food dock seafood is really good it's a it when you go there it's kind of reminiscent of stingery at Crystal Beach, but a lot bigger because there's a downstairs bar area where people can hang out they can get drinks down there and it's on the water then there's a upstairs place where you can sit down in the air condition and order seafood and everything but we'll be downstairs out there on the dock playing. so if you're if you are in the North Padre area,
0: why that's it's Corpus Christi.
1: Corpus Christi, yeah, it's, but that's I think it's also North Padre where it meets too. Okay. Well, if you're under the Causeway, you know, at Laguna Madre, then stop in at Doc Seafood, and see me and Jerry and Alex.
0: This weekend really is just kind of a big hop across the Gulf Coast.
1: Uh, it really is, isn't it? Going to it? go from
0: Lake Charles Lake Ch- to, Beaumont to Beaumont
1: to Corpus, to Corpus Christi. Christi. It'll be a lot of fun. It will and be. And it's on Saturday, and then we get to take it easy on Sunday before we dig back into the grind.
0: Oh, if you only knew the honeydews that I have for you.
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs>
0: all right well you know what we were talking about questions you ready to talk about questions
1: somebody sent you some questions
0: i did i'm going to answer some from kim seberger
1: okay cool um well this is exciting though people i yeah
0: people to get, wanting uh, to know people stuff.
1: actually reaching out and asking you questions and stuff that's cool
0: so one of the things that she asked was how did we raise a family while we were on the road wow that's actually a really good question because I know that Mary and Jerry also have kids, mm-hmm. so I'm sure that that came into play for them too. But not a whole lot. Mm-mm. Actively had small children like we did. Right. Uh, we homeschooled Brittany for mm-hmm. many, many years, just so that we could travel. Travel. It, we take the schoolwork with us. She also asked also asked about our day jobs. Yes, we do have day jobs, but we both work from home, so we kind of have always had. A, you know, work from home, homeschooled, did that Monday yeah. through Thursday kind of grind, and then start the weekend eat Thursday nights, Friday, mm-hmm. and repeat every week. Yeah, it just was but, normal for us, though. I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess in a in a tie into that is that you and I are both educators. Yes. You, you coming from within uh, a music and English history background, mm-hmm. and then me just a music background and, uh, and some
0: graphics and... and some
1: graphics and things like that and we were both able to educate Brittany we were really successful at at uh at teaching her because there was a time that we tried to introduce her back into the system and she was way smarter than all the people at her level <laughs> introduced
0: her back into the, system. <laughs> into the
1: system what do you say I, I don't know how to say it
0: uh, we she went to private school for a little bit, and uh, mm-hmm. she was a little bit bored.
1: Yeah, so we had to uh, pull her back out of the, from the school system and just finish her education in homeschool.
0: I think the only problem that we had as far as homeschooling was you being able to teach her music.
1: I tried to teach my daughter things in music, and we just ended up butting heads a lot of time because we're so much alike, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I couldn't teach her very much, but Brittany is a rather accomplished guitar player, plays a lot like Andy McKee, a lot, of, a lot of tapping and very percussive and can do some amazing stuff on the guitar, and uh, I'm very proud of her. Yes. She has some really good music skills. I
0: think one of my favorite uh, stories about her musically, she was about three years old. She was sitting at the piano over at your mom's, and she had written her first piano piece called China Bridge. China
1: Bridge. I remember that.
0: And your mom was trying to get her to listen to you because you were trying to give her some pointers. Yep. And your mom said, you should listen to your dad. He's a teacher. And Brittany just turned around and looked at her and said, well, he's not a very good one.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, that hurt. <laughs> it, it, it did hurt, didn't it? You little brat, stop speaking your mind.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that I was. I do remember that. That, that was the end of that.
1: I thought I had got rid of that thorn, but uh, <laughs> thanks for sticking it back in there.
0: No problem. <laughs> I didn't want you to miss out on
1: that. Oh, my goodness. And,
0: hey, that was a fun story for our listeners, too. Uh,
1: another a real shining moment in, in her cr- career as a musician was when her first performance.
0: Oh, I'll never forget that.
1: It was thrust on her with a day's notice, one day's notice.
0: It's like... This is what you're going to do.
1: Well, Jennifer and I used to go to um, Hodge United Pentecostal Church every December, and we would uh, help our friends, uh, Jeff Stroud and Christy Stroud, with their music department, and uh, we would take the steel drums out there and do Christmas music with their band. They have they have some really superior musicians at, at, at Hodge UPC in Louisiana. So it was a privilege for us to go out there every Christmas and and we would actually sit down I would sit I would sit down with the band and we would create Christmas arrangements on the fly. They this band was so good that we came up with all kinds of multimetered uh stuff jazzy Christmas tunes and a lot of really cool program stuff there was one year that we got a lot about 20 men of the church together to do a guitar uh, thing for um, what child is this oh that was And so they amazing. all marched into that and then we got there's one year we got the kids together a lot of the kids and they had different instruments like trash cans and uh, sticks and stuff and then we did a little percussion ensemble with the uh, with with Christmas music so we had we had some really good times out there. But there was one particular year that my really good dear friend Jeff, the pastor of the church, he found out that Brittany played guitar. And uh, he wanted to see her. So we went over to his house for lunch, pulled out the guitar and said, Hey, Brittany, I heard you play guitar. Why don't you play a little bit for us? And she didn't have any problems. You know, yeah. usually when so- you ask somebody to play guitar... Like, oh, no, no, no. She didn't have any problems. She just, she retuned the guitar to her tuning because it wasn't your traditional tuning. And and right, she played Andy McKee's, right, Andy McKee's Drifting, which if you haven't heard, look it up on YouTube. Very complicated song. So she played this and it blew him away, blew everybody away there in the living room who was watching. And he said, Brittany, you've got to play that tonight at church that is beautiful and she was like okay (laughs) that was it okay no problem so we get there and she usually i would expect somebody to be really nervous you know going in here and getting ready to play so she gets there and she's getting ready to play in front of eight nine hundred people and no problem we she takes the guitar out and looks around the room, plays the song, not even a nervous bone in her body, and stands up, takes her bow, and walks off. And I was, was so proud of It was of amazing.
0: I, I I go back and listen to that every once in a while.
1: Yeah. And uh, we'll, I'll see if I can find the, a link to that video because we did record it. And it's somewhere on YouTube or Facebook. But I'll see if I can find it and post it up here.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since... Uh, that happens so it's kind of hard to find so if you can get a link so people don't have to hunt it down
1: so that was Kim Seeberger who asked that, that question
0: It was Kim Kim Seaburger.
1: yeah so great fan yeah so we traveled all over with and all, we took Britney all across the United States everywhere oh, we went we toured everywhere all the way from Seattle to Key West you know
0: went on the road with us all the time
1: yep is there? Did you have any more questions, or was that the only one?
0: Uh, no, we have more questions, but I'm going to save some of those so we can have some down the road.
1: Okay. Well, you never know. If people, if you got more questions, ask away. Let's take care of the questions right now.
0: I know what, another thing that she had asked uh, was about fans becoming family.
1: Yes. This is a big thing in, in our genre.
0: I, I don't know how it is in other music parts of the world and with other genres and I I don't know, but I do know that we have some of the best fans and we have some great friends. You kind of go past that, oh, you just come and come and listen. I I think Mm -hmm. it's because of the fact that these people actually go and travel. We'll be in New Orleans and we'll see people from Phoenix and Florida. and
1: San Antonio. All over
0: and Oklahoma and all of these that we see at nowhere near where they actually live. Right. And so I think after you see these people over and over at different places, the relationship changes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they do become friends, and they become family.
1: It, it, it's a real big honor to meet the fans and grow with them through the years, because when you t- when you think to real, you come to realize that. These fans will only see the big stars when they come to their town, but they will go all the way to another state just to see us.
0: Yeah, and honestly, if it wasn't for them,
1: we couldn't do what we, we do. couldn't. And it blows me away. Like, And I'm just using this this group as an example, and I'm not trying to miss anybody or leave anybody out, but it's, it's always an honor and really cool when we go and play in Lake Charles. We see lots of members from the San Antonio and Galveston Bay Parrot Head Club there. and Austin, and then the next weekend we go to, down the road <laughs> we go to Florida we're playing in Florida and they're there too and we're in Orlando and then they're there as well and you see them it's like wow I'm blown away and so humbled because th- this is their time and there's nothing more precious in this world than time right okay and they're taking their time out to travel to all of these different places to hang out and and see us. That just means a whole lot. It means a whole lot when you sit down and think about it. And and these are these are the really good people that just like you and me. I don't know how it's, else to it's say gotta it. be, <laughs> it, It's got to be their family.
0: It's got to be better for you as a musician to look out in the crowd and see the people that you know and that mm-hmm. you, that, that they've come to see you. It just makes it a whole lot easier
1: absolutely to play
0: for people that you know chose to be there and is enjoying it and mm-hmm. it is a good energy good vibe for oh, you.
1: Absolutely absolutely. And I love seeing our I love seeing our our friends there. Um you know and and meeting new people. I love I love meeting new people too. Oh, that's because, always that's always fun. <laughs> Got to have new people. new people. You, <laughs> you know they'll have... they'll be they'll be part of the family, you know, because You get in there, you get to know them, and and it just turns into a thing. So I really enjoy the, I I hate to say camaraderie, because that's not a good enough word. But I I enjoy the people of Trop Rock. Definitely. Because it is a big family. You can feel at home here in Houston, go all the way to Florida and feel at home just as at home there. Right. And I love that.
0: But with new ones, new people. So I... I haven't even had a chance to talk to you about this, but when you were in Arkansas here just a few weeks ago, we were in the...
1: Cannibal and Craft.
0: Yes, Cannibal and Craft. Yes. So we're in there, and I was at the back, and this guy walks up to me, and he was like, so what is this? I was like, what do you mean? He was like, what are y'all doing? Who are you? What is a parrot head? (laughs) And I was explaining to him, you know, First of all, what a Parrothead is, what this music is, and that this was an event and, you know, that we were people that from all over that had come to this event. And it was really kind of fun to actually get to experience that yeah. with someone who had never been to anything like that. You know, instructed them how to get into a Parrothead club and mm-hmm. which, you know, I don't have a whole lot of information on, but it was really fun to just get to talk to this guy who enjoyed the music just came in off the street cuz he heard the music and was yes. just I got to hear what this is.
1: <laughs> who are these crazy people yeah, in here? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me introduce you to the family. Yes.
0: <laughs> so that that was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, sure is. It, it it's always it's always really cool when you get somebody like that, the, the straggler who comes in and then the next thing you know they're part of the group.
0: All right, so we should probably talk about some surprises that we got coming up the road. I have a couple of interviews planned with some different two different women that are very special to me and those are going to be coming up in the next few weeks so be paying attention for that and looking forward to that and we'll get that information out to you soon we didn't talk about your cd this week did we Mm -mm. so do you have any more updates on your cd that's coming on you get any new music written
1: uh yes i have written uh some more new songs of I've gotten one. I've just wrote a song called "Things You've Never Seen," and I've let some people listen to it. I think it's going to be pretty good, and uh, I really can't wait. I think it's going to be the first one that I record for the CD because it's it turned out to be really nice. It has a real catchy hook, and a lot of people like it. Now, this this song is not a sequel to anything. This
0: is one of your originals.
1: It is a sequel <laughs> because I'm writing. It's about the sea. There you go. It, so I'm adding that in, and I can't wait to get that out there. And I may even release that this year as a single. It won't be in time for the TMR, TRMAs. But, you know, I'll put it out there as a single. Are you
0: going to start doing that one at gigs?
1: Yes, I am. I'm definitely going to start do, doing that one at like gigs. Like getting
0: people to listen to it?
1: All the sequels that I've written so far, all the sequels I've written so far, I'm going to I I play them at the shows. So this Thursday, every sequel I've written, I'm going to be performing them there, which at this point is like eight so far. And I'm still looking for a couple more sequels to write. So if, if you got any ideas, if any of your listeners have any ideas, yes,
0: please shoot us a an, uh, message. and.
1: I, mean, I, I would like to write two more sequels to some songs. If I don't, then I'm going to fill it up with an, an original song that I put there. And I just may do that anyway. But I would like to have a couple of more sequels to some songs. So if you got any ideas, message me, get it to me, and uh, I'll give it a listen and and see what I can come up with. Because I love, I love writing sequels. I, I have come up with a method for writing a sequel, and it's a lot of fun.
0: Good. Let's keep the mystery. Yes. Speaking of music, now I'm not quite ready to do like a song of the week or anything yet, but maybe a little segment called... What am I listening to right now?
1: (laughs) What's this line?
0: (laughs) Because what I'm listening to right now on repeat is Eric Erdman's Whiskey Don't.
1: That is an amazing song. I'm not sure
0: how many weeks back uh, he put put that up on YouTube. But if you have not heard it, please go to YouTube and look up Eric Erdman's Whiskey Don't.
1: When Eric came out with that song and he released it on his... uh, Fresh Song Friday, is that what it's called?
0: Fresh
1: Fridays. Fresh Song Friday. But he released it on, that hit like a rock. It was so good. It hit, and then that's all people were talking about is Whiskey Don't. And if you don't know Eric Erdman, look him up. The guy is a master craftsman when it comes to writing lyrics. He's a wordsmith. He is a, a master wordsmith. I mean, the way he, he just has a unique way of putting things. And it's, it's like one of those things that, that just hits you like the sixth sense the first time you've seen that movie. Yes. <laughs> Bam.
0: <laughs> I always enjoy listening to Eric. So, yes, Absolutely. Fresh Song Friday is what it's called. But it's easy to find on his YouTube. I found it there faster than on his Facebook. So mm-hmm. definitely go check that out and give it a listen because it's really, really good.
1: On another note... If you like my music, uh, then feel free to request it on the radio. I got lots of I got an uh, album out there called Friends, Places, and Memories. And if um, if you want to hear it on the radio, please request a song. Uh, it trop rock radio, any any uh, tiki man, uh, any of the trop rock radio stations that are out there. I, I don't have a list of them all in front of me, so I'm not trying to slide anybody. Feel free to request my music. Help me get it out there on on the air.
0: Okay, can I request your Christmas music for Christmases in July? Maybe it won't feel like it's 180 degrees outside if I get to listen to that Christmas album. For those that you don't know, Mark did do a Christmas album as well.
1: I'll tell you what, we can put pure imagination on this podcast because it's not really Christmassy, but it is Christmassy. Yes. It's not Christmas, but it is Christmas.
0: And I love that song.
1: So here you go. This is for you. This is... Baham Boogie, Mark Morales, Brennan Nace, and Trey Newmiller playing Pure Imagination. Check it out.
0: I love that. And for those of you that know, Willy Wonka and the Chol- Chocolate Willy Wonka and...
1: Say that three times fast. <laughs> Willy Wonka and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> chicken and the chick- chick- Chinese chicken. What is it? The Chinese chicken eats chocolate with Charlie's Chocolate Willy Factory. Wonka's
0: Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
1: That's what it is. Willy Wonka. Charlie. Whatever.
0: Willy Wonka's. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. It's
1: not Willy Wonka. It's Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. What is it? It's Charlie in the Chocolate Factory.
0: Where's Willy Wonka at?
1: But it's he's the dude running the factory.
0: Pure imagination from Chocolate in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to take a dive on that one. Just yeah. accept it for what it is and move on. They really are.
0: Uh, I don't know how much of that needs to be edited. Maybe some humor needs to stay. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. All right. Well. We will see you next week. We're going to be talking about riddles because that's going to be coming up the next weekend and looking at some other stuff. We've just got so much stuff coming this summer. And I am looking forward to seeing some of you to come out and see us at our shows. Be sure to give us a like, a follow, send us your questions. Go and listen to Mark's CD, purchase it if you have not yet. And we will see you on the road.
1: See you guys. Have a good one.